Welcome to a special episode of Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon. We're taking a close look at political candidates leading up to the November elections, and we're calling this special series Midterm Exams. If you're listening to a podcast and you're hearing a conversation with a candidate who may be running in your district or it's a candidate that you want to support, I strongly recommend that you share this podcast on social media or by word of mouth. It's vitally important that we not take this time for granted, especially since we're so close to the elections. If there's a candidate whom you want us to interview or you want to have advertised on our show, you can shoot us an email at makingadifferentshow at gmail.com, M-A-K-I-N, a different show at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash making, M-A-K-I-N, a difference show. Speaking of show, it's time to begin this conversation right here, right now on Making a Difference. Um, to be a Negro, to be a Negro in this country, and to be um, relatively conscious, is to be in a state of rage, almost, almost all of the time. You wonder why I spit the truth and not to make no dope. Making a difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon. I'm here. Uh, you all know how I feel about this particular season. Some people say, oh, it's political season, you know, the ads and all. No, this is a, a unique time. It's an awesome time where we get to meet candidates, we get to meet incumbents, we get to meet folks who care about the business of, of people. They care about the business that want to see people have a better quality of life. And so we're here with an individual. She's running uh, for the Aiken, uh, Aiken County Council. District 2 seat. I'm so glad to have with us Miss Deborah Lark. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you, Ken? Doing very well. Glad to finally get a chance to sit down and talk with you. My concern when it, when it comes to um, you know local elections and local politics and why I feel so passionately about you know this series and what we're doing is name recognition, I believe, is something that's so important in politics. It's when you go to the poll and you sit down or, you, or you're standing there you want to be able to make an informed decision, but you also want to know who you're voting for. And so that's why we're sitting here with you today. We want to know a little bit more about you. Tell us about yourself, Ms. Lark. Absolutely. I'm Deborah Lark, running for County Council District 2. I'm a native of, of District 2. I've been there all my life. My mom's still there, some of my grandkids, my kids. Um, I decided to get into politics, which I'm not a politician, but fresh to the, to the game. It's because of the way things are today. Mm. And I do want to make a difference, even if it's a small difference, hopefully can make a difference to somebody, somebody's. Um, I was a, a, a manufacturer worker at Kimberly Clark for 35 years. I'm now retired. I did um, volunteer work at um, the Aiken County Guardians at Lighten. I don't know how many people understand what that is, but that's the voice for the children in Aiken County, the kids that got caught up in DSS for one reason or another. I'm also a Concerned Minister Fellowship member, where I'm sure you saw Reverend Paul Bush with his um, concerns for the for the um, for Aiken County. Very familiar, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, Reverend Bush is awesome. 
and I work closely with him with issues that we're facing today. I'm a wife, mother, grandmother, most just like most people in the area. And um, I just want to get out to meet people and what knowledge I have of things, just pass that knowledge on. What I'm hearing in this conversation and what I'm hearing from this dialogue is that you're, as you said, you're not a politician. You're a person who just cares about people. You're a public servant. And I, and I think that's awesome. Absolutely. Um, you know, some people, their way of life, we're all different. There are needs that the people in the community have, like simply finding about how I can get my roof fixed. What do I do about this health care need? Um, service. Service is what I've done most of my life, and that's what I want to continue to do is service the constituents of District 2. That's good. I want to ask you, because in, because I'm, I'm learning about you as, you know, the people listening in are, are learning about you, but I want to ask you in terms of just, just labor conditions, because I know you've worked in manufacturing, um, look, worked in manufacturing for 35 years, yes. which is, I mean, really speaks to commitment. Yes. Um, just talk about that, and just maybe what are some of the the lessons or maybe even challenges that you face in manufacturing that you feel like may prepare you for this unique opportunity in terms oh, of running for public office? Absolutely, yes. A lot that I've done. I've done various roles in the manufacturing field that I've worked in. Um, everything from being head shipper where that um, actually dictates how the workload is being done all the way to when they did the buyout in Scott Mobile, Alabama. We flew down there and I also helped the people got onto our um, computer system during the time. Um, service was basically what I did mostly out there because I sh worked in the shipping department and I serviced the incoming drivers as well as uh, people that loaded the trucks. So I've always been in the, the field of trying to you know help people, guide people along the way. Um, right before I retired for the last eight years, I worked in the stores area where I would order parts for people, help people find parts, always information service. That's the name of the game for me. I've always done it, always been somewhere in that field. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. It's very service-oriented. There was something I, um, like I said, when I had a chance to kind of look and see some of the things that you've done in the community, one thing that I was very impressed with was your boldness in putting together an event that spoke out against gun violence. And I think that happened at just a, a very... Well, I, I would say even now it's a very trying time when you look at just some of the unfortunate things that are happening in in schools. But talk about that, and and as I said, I'm I was just really impressed that you were able to reach out and you know embrace a unique audience, also a youthful audience. Talk about that experience and, yeah. and kind of give us some background on that. Okay, I will. Yes, I'm glad you asked that because that was that was something that I didn't realize it was going to get that big, but once we put it together, you had children and adults alike coming together for one cause. These kids that got up and spoke, these kids were in tears. That's how passionate they were about that. And like I tell anybody, nobody want to take away your Second Amendment right to take away your guns. But what we're for are common sense gun laws, bump stocks, and automatic weaponry. That's not needed to hunt deer and stuff or even to protect your home. We just got to be more common sense of what we're doing. And when that pulled together, oh, that that just brightened up a whole new field. These children are very aware of what's going on. They're scared. I hate to hear that because when kids go to school, 
that shouldn't be on their mind if somebody gonna come in and shoot the place up. That that should not be, but we have to put stuff in place for protection of the kids, and I think Aiken County is doing a great job on how they're putting um, protectors up for our students. I tell you, I, I wish I wish you all could have seen Miss Laura. Miss Laura, she she's starting to shake the table a little bit now. She's passionate about this thing. No, that's that's fantastic. I mean, it's um, you know, as as you mentioned, when you see young people, and you know, we say so many different things about young kids, sometimes disparaging things, but they're very conscientious. They um, they're, they're very mindful of their role in society and, and their role in, in shaping what the future is going to look yes. like. So much of it is, is on them. Yes. The name of that event, what was that? The name that, of that was March for Our Lives, and that was in conjunction with what was going on in Florida. Oh, wow. That went across the country on that very day, March 24th. So it was the Parkland. The, what was the, the was Parkland, that? yes, the Parkland shootings. Just this unimaginable tragedy, but... You know, and, and you hate to see things like that happen, but I think the, the point that you all made and the point that many of us continue to make is is that this isn't a lesson that we should have to relearn it. We shouldn't have to relearn it at, at the expense of, of, of man, woman, or child, you know. So, but I, I think that just underscores the reason. I, I can imagine that that experience was something that fueled your desire to want to be an elected officer, to be a public servant. I, I know that that really yeah. amped, ramped it yeah. up. Can you, can you talk about that? Just how, what what that what that felt like, and just that motivation, that sense of uh. Yes, I I can. Um, you know, it was so bittersweet. It took months to put it together, because you know it happened in February, and we said we wanted to be a part of this. We wanted to put the children up front, because they're the ones just dealing with this. They're dealing with this every day. Um. To let you know how things can take a turn for the worse, my ailing father died on March 22nd. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. The March was March 24th. It got so crazy and in a tailspin. But you know, once I got by myself and thought about the better good of it, I had to go on. I just looked up and said, I'm doing this for you, Dad. And we went on and it happened. We had over three to 400 participants that just came to do that short march from the courthouse steps over into the alley in Aiken. And it was just wonderful. Those kids, these kids did not speak off a strip. These kids spoke from their hearts. And they almost had, all these people were in tears by the time those kids got through um, speaking. Um, it was just an experience I'll never forget. We were able to, by the help of Richard Dorman, which is, um, he's with the Young Democrats of Aiken High School. Okay. He's went on to USC Aiken now, but he helped get us a bell. So we were able to ring a bell for every name of the persons that got killed mm. in that shooting. It, it was just an awesome experience. I hate, it was something that needed to be done, but because it was, it went great. It did. That's good. And I just, you know, we, we talk about campaigning and the fact that, that you were able to kind of press forward even with, you know, a, a personal or, or, or a family tragedy, I think just speaks so much to your character. And I think it speaks just to, again, just that, that sense of commitment. I want, I want to ask you about your campaign because I know you're campaigning about um, helping the underserved. I know you're also campaigning about um, 
better conditions in terms of healthcare. Can you kind of take us through that and just in terms of the, the healthcare aspect of it? What, what are some things that you envision and, and would like to see happen? Well, basically, you know, we actually got a lot of healthcare um, help in the area, but people don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Just getting the word out, getting people connected with people that need the help. Um, I just did a speaking engagement with a young woman, um, Denise Raymond, awesome, awesome person. She's with um, with the Diabetes Association. And um, she came in and did a speaking engagement with me at Jackson's um, Senior Citizen in Jackson, South Carolina. And it went awesome. The seniors, they're beautiful people. They had a lot of questions. And Denise had the answers for them. And that's what I mean. Even where there's something I can help bring to the state or just getting the message out, I'm all for that. That's me, service. That's what I want to do serve people, take, put service back into politics where it's supposed to be. Absolutely. I want to ask you about something because the, one of the first things you said, you said you're a wife, mother, grandmother. And what I'm hearing is, is that you'll work with anybody. Age is not a, a discriminating factor for you. You, you. you work with seniors, you interact with seniors. Absolutely. You also interact with young people. What, where does that, where does that come from? Because there, you know, you have some people who are like peer oriented. I think young people are like, well, I don't want to be around them old folks. <laughs> then you have our seniors that are like, man, them, them young kids are, what, what, where, where does that come from for you? That ability to just be able to work with almost anybody and everybody. I, I think it comes from my upbringing. Um, family means a lot to me. We, family to me is grandmother, grandfather, mother, father, sister, brother, cousins. I mean, this was a, a, my life during my whole grow up period. Um, you visited people when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. You played in the yards with people. It's just part of my growing up to, to be there for people. If somebody needs something, it might be out of my hands, but I might know somebody that might could help you. Um, that's just my makeup. <laughs> it's a, a good makeup and, and a great attitude. Thank you. I have, I mean, I've sat, I've, I've sat down and I've talked to people for 30, 45 minutes. And sometimes I've gone away from that conversation. I'm like, I just don't know about the individual, individual as a candidate. But I've, I've sat, literally sat down, hasn't been 15 minutes. And I'm just like, oh, man, if you guys don't vote for Deborah Lark, I don't understand what and with, and with respect, obviously, to, you know, to the other candidate in the in the field. But just having sat down with you and just understanding just the I, when I first spoke with Miss Lark, I, I said, I said, we got a kindred spirit here. We both we both work in manufacturing. We're both your the term you used um, or you're using in your campaign is community activism. Yes. And I, as you guys know, who listen to the podcast, that's right down my alley. Yes. There's a there's a final component. I want you to tell the people. I think you can, you know, tell them as as well as I can. The importance of Tuesday, November six. We can talk to them. You can tell them, you know, the things that you may be able to do. But ultimately, it's on the individual. It's on the voter yes. to to come out. How important is that? Tell us about that. Oh, it's so important. It's so important. Your vote vote is your voice. That's your voice in politics. You have to voice it. Vet these people that are running for you, that are over your tax dollars, that are over your children. We got, um, what, three, four um, county superintendent, uh, sorry, the um, school board members that are up for re-election. We have to make sure we're doing the best choices we can for these people and for our children. This is our future. 
And the vote, I can't say it enough. If you don't get out and vote, you don't have a whole lot to complain about because you, you're turning yourself into part of the problem when you don't make an effort to vote. Voting starts actually October the 10th. You can go to what I call the big house, that's the county complex center, <laughs> the tax office, and go ahead and cast your early vote. Or you can do it by paper vote. You cannot do it on the computer. I know a lot of people have been asking me that. No, we don't have that technology yet to where you sit down in your living room and vote on the computer, but you can do a paper ballot in your living room. This stuff starts, people, October the 6th. We need to do it. Don't wait till the last minute and wait till November because nobody knows what might happen on that date. So if you get a minute, Go ahead. Go ahead and cast that vote. Your vote do count. Absolutely. October 5th is actually the last day you can register to vote. And so that's where you were saying the October 8th, October 6th or October 10th mm -hmm. that people can vote in advance. I encourage people, Election Day, you know, it may some make may come up. And then that's that one day and you missed the opportunity. No, vote in advance. That's right. But, but tell people, look, you, you told people to vote, but you got to tell them who to vote for. Oh, of course. You vote for Deborah Lark, County <laughs> District 2. Now, I tell people all the time, I don't tell people who to vote for, but are you, if you are a voting Democrat and you do the straight ticket Democrat, you will pick me up. But you won't pick up the school district people. That's an, on another um, screen that you got to vote individually. We got two very fine men that's been on the county school district board for a long time and have done great things. They hired Dr. Afford, which you all know, Dr. Afford has, he's bringing to the table two new schools that we voted for, and those schools are going to happen. So we need to vote for Levi Green and Mr. Hightower. We need to try to keep those two on the county board, and we don't want our governor to be able to pick our school superintendent, and that's, that's going to be on the amendment, on the ballot. So please, read those amendments. Be careful what you're voting for. Um, it's very important that we keep the power of the vote to get our superintendents. So let's not give that up. Please, let's don't give that up. You don't want to do that. <laughs> I, um, you, you talk about Dr. Alford. We've had him on this show, I want to say, three times. Oh. He's, uh, he's truly a friend of the show. He's uh, conscientious about education. He yes. has brought some things to Aiken County that, I mean, have truly truly have changed uh, this county for the better yes um and you know you you've advocated for some great candidates i'm here to tell you guys i'm advocating for miss deborah lark district two aiken county council so glad to have you on the show i'm so glad to be here thank you so much ken thank you for listening to this episode of making a difference but the movement doesn't stop here you can follow us on soundcloud soundcloud.com backslash making m-a-k-i-n a difference you can also follow us on facebook at facebook.com backslash making m-a-k-i-n a different show that's the best way to keep up with all of our podcasts and video logs love you guys so much peace and god bless you win perfect